I don't think we met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could have me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. Robbie Robbie weekly. Hello everybody and welcome to the 42 Rugby Weekly. The time is almost upon us. We are a day out from Ireland's Six Nations kickoff in Marseille against France. Joining us from a sunny looking Marseille, wearing sunglasses and all, is the 42's Kieran Kennedy, who swears he is working. I can vouch for that, to be honest. He's a busy man and has been over the last couple of days with teams announced. We're going to get into those. We're going to preview the game one last time with Kieran before a ball is kicked at the Stade Velodrome. Uh, Kieran, comment ça va? Très bien, yeah. Um, it's a different it's a different working week to uh, to Leicester and being stuck on runways last week. It's been it's been a very enjoyable week. Um, first half of the week out in Portugal with the Ireland camp. Um, it was my first time actually going to their training base in um, in the campus and it's just such an impressive facility. It's a really kind of relaxed vibe around the place. Um, a different kind of feel to your usual Six Nations game week and then Wednesday was travel day team announcement and we all hopped on planes out to Marseille so it's been a busy week but it's been very enjoyable and nice to see a bit of sunshine at this time of year yeah it is nice even second hand to see it to be honest uh, tell me about yesterday the team announcements Jerry Thornley had reported Ireland's team I think verbatim the night before it was announced so we had a suspicion that Gary Ringrose was going to miss it with what sounds like a shoulder injury and then you had France probably lining out as expected and yet looking very different just by dint of the fact that they have so many injuries to frontline players. I'll start with Ireland. Does anything in that team catch your eye aside from the fact that Robbie Henshaw now starts at 13? Yeah, well, I think it's one of the most interesting team selections we've seen from Andy Farrell over the last couple of years because it has been a very settled Ireland team in that in the kind of two or three years leading up to the to last year's World Cup but now you've got a couple of players who are very inexperienced at test level coming in for really big starts against France you've got a new out half really in, in Jack Crowley starting at 10 and then 6-2 split in the bench as well is, is fascinating it's the first time Andy Farrell's opted for that so there's loads in it really the, the ring rose one is um it sounds like he could come back into contention for Italy. It's a it's a shoulder issue that he aggravated against um Leicester Tigers last time out with Leinster. They kinda had hoped that he would be okay to go this week, but he just kind of hasn't recovered as quickly as they've hoped. So he's actually travelled home um to Dublin with the three training panelists who are over here. So Ollie Jaeger, Sam Prendergast and Keen Prendergast, they've not gone to Marseille, they've gone back to Dublin. Um so yeah it's uh, Robbie Henshaw back in against Bundiaki. Uh, best friends reunited us as Andy Farrell put us in his press conference um, and then Joe McCarthy and Calvin Nash the two, the two big selections really Nash wins the the battle to take Mac Hansen's place on the wing and Andy Farrell was pretty glowing in in his in kind of talking about that Nash selection he spoke about how Nash has worked on becoming I suppose more involved in Ireland's attacking play kind of understanding the system um, and then Joe McCarthy is one I think we had all kind of suspected. And even just coming over here to Portugal this week, you got the sense very early in the week that Joe McCarthy was going to be involved prominently on Friday night. Um, he seems to have really impressed the coaches again since coming back into camp. And obviously we've spoken plenty now about his, his form at Leinster since returning from the World Cup. But Andy Farr was actually at pains to kind of stress that it's not just his form since the World Cup, it's what he did at the World Cup. It's what he did the times that he's been in camp. 
before before the World Cup and before this Six Nations. So, yeah, back to start against uh, against France, lining up with Tyg Byrne in the second row, and it's actually his first Six Nations appearance because he missed the tournament last year with injury. So, it's a big occasion for Joe McCarthy. But um, Andy Farrell's words were that he's a young fellow on a mission, and he kind of rises to each challenge that's presented with him. So, I can't wait to see how he gets on against this this French pack. We've been looking forward to seeing him at properly get a, a go at test level for some time now he's got five caps to his name first six nations start away to france opening night can't wait for it you mentioned the 6-2 split and it's probably the bench that strikes me as being most interesting to be honest because well my my sense on that front is colored by the fact that france will be a little bit shallower in their pack in that they just have to dive a little bit deeper into their depth chart than they would have say during the world cup and then you look at Ireland's options off the bench and you've got Roman Keller, bang, you know he's going to make an impact. Keane Healy, maybe not so much a bang anymore, but certainly will make an impact and can lock out a scrum if needed. Finley Bealham similarly. Then you have James Ryan, Ryan Baird, Jack Conan, a lot of punch in there. And even Conor Murray and Kieran Frawley. Murray particularly defensively and Frawley just in terms of being a big body to throw at tired backs, you'd imagine, in the final 20 minutes if he's required. It feels like the most impactful-looking Irish bench we've seen, at least on paper, in quite some time, doesn't it? It's really exciting, isn't it? Um, there's so much... It, it's an explosive Ireland bench, I think. That's what kind of jumps out to me. Like, Jack Conan has, has done such a good job of bringing real impact off the bench for Ireland over the last while. Um, and Ryan Baird, he's been he's been outstanding, really, for Leinster over the, since coming back from the World Cup. Would have been frustrated not to get more opportunities over in France and... He just look, looks like somebody at the moment who's primed to kind of come in and bring that bit of extra punch going into the last 20, 30 minutes of a game. And James Ryan, obviously, like it's 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 a big decision to to drop him to the bench. Um, it's only the fifth time I think he's actually started an Ireland game on the bench. Um, but you'll imagine, you know, God, he'll be he'll be out looking to, to prove a point as well, having lost his place in the starting team to Joe McCarthy. Um, and six two, it, it's fascinating. It shows you exactly what they expect is coming at the Stade Velodrome. Um, like you say, France, their depth is being tested this week. It's still a pretty formidable-looking French team, but Andy Farrell was saying it at his press conference on Wednesday, they think it's going to be a fast game, but they also know how attritional it's going to be. They know how much of it is going to be decided by what happens around the set piece and the battle up front. So it's interesting that they decided to kind of go all in and go for the 6-2 for the first time and they're really backing their forwards to come on and make an impact in the in the closing stages. And then the two backs they've selected is interesting as well because you're at two totally different ends of the spectrum in terms of experience. You've got Conor Murray who's been, you know, he, he's, he's lost a starting place in the Ireland team a couple of years ago, but he's played the role of being that backup scrum half off the bench so well and He's often come in and just really calm things down and help the team see out the game. Then you've got Kieran Frawley, who's only got a couple of caps to his name. He's covering the entire back line, essentially. So, um, yeah, it's it's the most interesting Ireland bench I think we've seen in a long time. And it's it's going to be fascinating to see if it's something they continue with after France, depending on how it goes, obviously, on Friday. What do you make of that Murray selection in particular? Because to be plain about it, he hasn't been playing especially well for Munster I would say he's probably conclusively lost his starting place now. There isn't really an argument about it. And Craig Casey has been playing career-best rugby, I would say, in recent weeks. And yet, as you point out, it is that assuredness of Murray, that experience at this level, that seems to be keeping him in there. I'm curious as to your thoughts on it, though. 
I think it's the experience for this game. I'd agree with John Casey. I thought the I thought the Toulon game recently was the best game I've probably ever seen Craig Casey play. I thought he was outstanding that day. Um, and he was he would have certainly been pushing for a place in this squad. But I think when you look at that back line and you look at some of the changes they've made, I can understand why he's just leaning on having that experienced head to come in if Ireland needed. Like Frawley, he, he doesn't know what it's like to play against France away. You know, this is going to be a new experience for him. Calvin Nash in that back line as well, only a handful of caps. You've got another little bit of change in in, in losing, um, in, in Sexton retiring, sorry. So Jack Crowley is, it's his first Six Nations start as well. And you almost forget about Crowley because we've known really for some time now that he'd be starting this game. But I think any other week, his selection would be the big talking point because it is the start of, of a new era at 10, really. So I think it makes sense for, for this game and this challenge on Friday night to just have that bit of experience coming off to help see out the game if they need it because Murray has done it for Ireland time and time again he's he's not the player that he was a couple of years ago but he still brings a huge amount of value to this squad and he's been a really important player for Farrell over the years and as we know Farrell places a lot of trust in guys who have been there done it and performed for him on the on the on the biggest days and um yeah it's a it's a it's an interesting selection but it's one that I can understand given some of the other changes that have happened this week on the French side of the coin, Kieran, we expected them to make, well, five and four changes. And the selections are probably all roughly along the lines of what would have been expected. But maybe the most interesting one is Yoram Mofana replacing Louis Biel Bire on the left wing. Huge Bordeaux influence, obviously, in that back line. Was that the call that stood out to you? Yeah, it's it's an interesting call, but it's one that had been sort of flagged in the in the French media on Tuesday. So we kind of knew... It was coming. I had been expecting them to go the other way, but from what I've read and what I've heard, it just sounds like Mo Fan has really impressed the French coaches since coming into this camp. And um, I think when you look across that French team, even considering the players they've lost, it's still it's still a pr- pretty formidable side. And you see the fifteen names um, when you see the fifteen names listed out. It's a, it's a new half back pairing, which is probably the most interesting thing I think in that team because we've been so used to seeing. Dupont and Entomac over the years and what they offer, but Jalabert and Luku, it, it's it's a, it is a step down in a sense, but it's not a massive step down. There's plenty of teams out there who'd be pretty happy with a Jalabert and Luku halfback pairing. They're two hugely exciting players, and like Ireland are kind of looking at this game for I think framing it as an opportunity. There's a bit of a novelty feel to the game. The fact that it's in Marseille, it's something different. It's going to be a different type of challenge, a different type of pitch. It's a soccer stadium. The crowd are kind of closer in on top of you. And then you've, you've you lose so many of those key French players. Ireland see this as an opportunity to go and, and get a real kind of statement win to kick off a new Six Nations campaign. But I think the French are looking at it the same way as well. Like you've got guys who wouldn't be starting this game otherwise, and what an opportunity for them to go and beat the team that were the top ranked team in the world just a couple of months ago and kind of get revenge for what happened in, in Dublin last year, which was such a such a brilliant um, well, it was a Six Nations classic, wasn't it? So. Um, yeah, it's a good French team. It's a really strong French team. Andy Farrell was, was saying it again yesterday. Like They lose those players, but this is still a world-class team. And it does have that feel that whoever wins on Friday night is going to be on course to go and win a Six Nations. So it's it's huge. You make an important point as well about the distinction between Paris and Marseille. And as much as the atmosphere at the Stade de France is typically electrifying, this is down in the second city there's a little bit of a, a Cork-Dublin vibe to the rivalry. Like, even in soccer terms, that fixture, uh, Marseille against Paris Saint-Germain, is known as Le Classique. They're 
are fights between the uh, ultras from their various fan bases and like uh, i suppose just culturally people from the south of france particularly marseille are very different to parisians like uh, i don't know if people understand yet the extent to which this atmosphere is going to be a heightened version of what would be the case normally in paris this is going to be a cauldron the likes of which arguably none of the the irish players have actually experienced before because they haven't played away to galatasaray in the champions league like it's going to be on that level yeah it is it's going to be totally different um it's been interesting that actually any of the players we spoke to this week they've they've pretty much just mentioned that themselves that they are expecting this to be a different type of atmosphere and a different type of occasion and like for anybody who's been to marseille before like there's a very different feel to the city than paris you know it's it's totally different kind of atmosphere totally different kind of vibe and and as you say this is a this is a soccer stadium you're you're closer in on top of on on top of the pitch um it's a really atmospheric stadium for anyone who's been there before like it's 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 one of the coolest stadiums i think i've ever been to it's kind of got this big sweeping roof that kind of half closes in on top of things so the sound actually reverberates and it's it is it's cauldron when it's when it's full um so yeah it's going to be totally different and and the french are we don't really know what the French crowd are, are going to be like on Friday. We've kind of focused on Ireland and trying to get over their World Cup pain, but God, France were gutted to 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 lose their World Cup quarter final as well. They're going into Six Nations without so many of the of the key players who brought them to, into that World Cup. So it'll be interesting to see how the kind of French crowd feel about feel about this French team and about this Six Nations. And it'll be a different type of French crowd to the one you get in Paris. It'll be kind of more, I think, leaning on the pockets of french town like great french cities in the south of france like like toulon like toulouse all these places there'll be a, a, a good crowd from la rochelle heading down as well no doubt um so yeah it's going to be it's going to be a brilliant occasion and it's, it's a super way to kick off the six nations it was a bit of a slow start to the week here in terms of the build-up but as the days have gone by you have kind of felt it ramp up you have felt people get a little bit more excited about it and it's just a great way to be starting the tournament i think yeah it's a little bit like dropping an ireland home game into Semple Stadium or Parky Cueve into like a, a monster hurling final style atmosphere. And as you say, that's a double-edged sword because those French people are hurting as well. So if Ireland can make a fast start and things start to go against them, a little bit of heat on Fabian Galte already, who knows? I've got to push it for a prediction or a little bit of a, an assessment as to how you think this is going to go because I know you're stuck for time. I mean, which way are you leaning? I had been leaning towards France, but I'm going to... Maybe it's the maybe I'm just feeling good having sat in the sun all week. I, I think I'm going to lean towards Ireland. Um, I'm going to back Ireland to do it. I just just being around the camp this week, there is a really relaxed and kind of confident mood coming off coming off the players and even the changes they've made. I think they're quite exciting changes, even though some of them have been injury enforced. Like Nash has been playing some great rugby with with Munster, and I'm really really interested to see how he copes with this step up. Joe McCarthy just looks like he's he's built for this type of atmosphere and this type of game. It's the exact type of player that, you know, Ireland have needed for these kind of games. Somebody who's that confrontational and actually goes, not just brings a sense of aggression to the game, but goes kind of looking for it. Like he seems to revel in that physicality and really enjoys it. And I think he can, I think, I feel like he's going to have a big performance on Friday. You know, everything we've heard from camp this week is that he's just really focused, really tuned in and and they think he's going to, deliver on in, in Marseille on Friday and then Crowley we've kind of known he was going to succeed Sexton for the last couple of months but far from the finished article still got a way to go but 
the leadership, the experience I think he's shown with Munster over the last while, he looks ready for this step up as well. And and it's a huge occasion for him. Like I said earlier on, he'd almost kind of his selection almost gets lost in terms of everything else that's going on. But this is his chance to really, you know, put his stamp on the jersey. And Ross Byrne will be coming back into contention. Um, when he when when he's fit again, you've got Kieran Frawley there, you've got Harry Byrne there. But at the moment, the jersey is Crowley's to lose. And if he can go on Friday and deliver that kind of statement performance, he's Ireland's 10 for this Six Nations. So it's a huge occasion for a lot of these players, but I think they have enough. I do. Th- I believe they have enough to win in, in, in Marseille on Friday. Um, just given there's a bit more disruption in the France team, not entirely sure how they're going to turn up. It's going to be a cracking contest, but I'm just about siding with Ireland for now. I think you touch upon a key point as well with Nash's selection. He has a kind of a bravery that Ronan O'Gara says suits test rugby, particularly in the air, right? And we were trying to figure out why you go with Moafana over Bielbire. And I think that's why. It's because Nash is coming in the other direction. Bielbire, not great under high ball. He's pretty slight. He's only 20 years old still. And you could imagine Nash destroying him in the air the way that South Africa went after France in the air in the World Cup quarterfinal. So maybe that goes a long way towards Galtier's selection there. We'll see how it goes. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm rambling and I know you're you're desperate to go. Thank you, Kieran. Nice of thanks. We will catch you post-match for subscribers. It's a 42.e forward slash extra. You'll be able to hear our immediate post-match pod. Kieran will be in the Stad Velodrome. We'll be back on Monday as well. Bernard Jackman back next week with Owen Tool and we've been previewing the game with the two of those boys all week. So if you sign up now, you'll be able to get those podcasts from earlier in the week as well. A good couple of hours there for you. Um, until next week, if you choose not to subscribe for whatever reason, mind yourselves anyway. Enjoy the game over the weekend. Take but the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. Try to stop names for this.